The following is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Life as a Life Schooler, where we talk about how to merge life with homeschooling. I'm Danielle Papa Giorgio, and today I am talking to two of my favorite people on earth. I have on my show today two of my own children, Connor and Elena Papa Giorgio. I'm her favorite. (laughs) If they can, if one in particular can stop eating long enough to actually do the interview, (laughs) I'll let you guess which one that is. So Connor is our firstborn who is 16. He is amazing with computers and currently is learning how to program, um, program apps. He loves math, history, particularly World War II, and grammar. He also has an interest in dog training and helps take care of the animals on our homestead and does a ton of other work around the homestead, we might add in, right? That's true. Elena is our middle child who is 13. She is our creative one. She loves art, writing, and acting and is also learning Welsh and Danish. She has a speaking role in the movie Like Arrows, The Art of Parenting, which will be in theaters for one weekend in May of 2018. And she also had the lead role in a play last year. She just finished going through the proof copy of her first novel, which we hope to have available for purchase this month. So, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I feel very welcome. (laughs) Thank you. It's good good to be here, Mother. Good. I'm glad you could be. So tell us about your typical day. Let's start with that. Connor, why don't you tell us first? Well, my typical day consists of um, doing my devotions when I first wake up um, and then getting any, uh, any reading that I want to do, any, uh, anything that I was doing the night before that I wanted to finish up um, in the early quiet hours of the morning. Um, then I go out and do uh, chores, um, taking care of my dogs and my goats and the chickens, all that, all the general homestead stuff. Um, and then we get working on whatever we're doing academics-wise. Um, some days uh, it'll be programming for me, mostly programming, um, and, and maybe programming. some history. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe some history or uh, or writing or something. It really just depends on the day and uh, what we have in store. Yep, it's kind of kind of varies, doesn't it? Is that what you find too, Elena? Share with us about your typical day. Yeah, my my days definitely vary. Um, I wake up whenever I want to. <laughs> uh, trouble sleeping, so really my wake-up time is uh, anywhere from 5 to 9. And that's okay because life schooling is flexible that way, which is wonderful. So I can get up and do my chores, do my devotions, and just um, start out school whenever, whenever works for me during that particular day, which like Connor said, varies depending on what we're doing, where we're going, what my mom needs, and family. So, yeah, mm-hmm. academics-wise, I write, and um, I write some more, and I also write, and... And write some more. I write. <laughs> and, so we really kind of let yeah. you guys, I mean, we really let you pursue your interests a lot, don't we? Um, yeah, Definitely. Because uh, there's a lot of other academic subjects that sort of come into play as you're pursuing the things that you really like to do. For example, just with your book, this year we're going to do a lot of um, learning about marketing, 
Um, and you know, that even involves a lot of psychology actually. Yeah, it really does. Um, there's, there's a lot of psychology with that and, and a lot of, um, other things that just sort of come in very naturally. And I think, I think we all just as people tend to learn better that way when, um, when it integrates with life, life schooling. Um, so I want to just mention something that you touched on because I think this is um, maybe one of those hot button topics that it would be interesting to get some different perspectives on. And that's the issue of bedtimes and waking up. Now we, and even in our house household, Daddy and I have come to an agreement on this, but you know, there's a little bit of that. I know we had a discussion recently and, and he was saying, I want you guys to set alarms and get up. And, and we kind of talked about it. And I think where we're at with that whole thing is it's important to be able to do that. It's important to be able to get up with an alarm when you need to, um, because that is kind of part of life. But at the same time, you look at studies, and when you understand teenagers, and you guys need a lot of sleep. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's part of growing. Your bodies have to have a certain amount of sleep every night. And some nights, it's more than other nights. I know, Connor, you slept like 12 hours straight. Yeah, over Not 12 too. hours, like three <laughs> nights ago. Yeah, and you've had a couple nights like that recently because clearly you're in a growth spurt. Um, and so where we really fell on this whole sleep issue was um, getting to bed at a certain time every night. I think it's important to go to bed at a decent time um, because you're going to then be able to give your body enough time to sleep. If you need to sleep in a little later, that's okay. It's not the end of the world if you have to sleep till 8, 30, 9 o'clock some mornings. Um, we can catch up and make up for it. But if you're getting to bed too late, then that sort of, and, and that was the issue that we were finding that we had to kind of work through and come to some sort of agreement on is, is you can't be waking up at, you know, 9.30 or coming out of your room at 10 o'clock to start your day because that's just a little too late and it puts everyone else kind of back. So, um, so anyway, I think that's kind of a good consideration for homeschool families to think about. The typical day... Obviously, it can be a little different, right? Depending on the day, and yeah, what we have, definitely. and what we have going on. So, I think it's hard to really pinpoint what a typical day looks like. But Connor, tell us—you know—we talked when we introduced um, you guys and what your interests are. The history, and I don't know if I actually mentioned this in the introduction, but you're interested in World War II. You have a particular interest in that. So, tell us a little bit about how you became interested in World War II and what does that sort of look like? I mean, I know we've had um, sort of some binge watching of Hunting Hitler, the, the show on the History Channel, which has been really fun to, to watch that with you, um, with your particular interest. And you've had some interesting things to chime in with, just things that, that you've read and how it matches up with things they're discovering in that show. But Tell us how you got interested, first of all, in World War II history, and a little bit more about that. Well, I think it was, um, we were going through, uh, going through different topics in history, um, you know, early American history, and, uh, and, uh, you know, in England, Middle Ages, um, and, uh, 
during World War II, that was when, you know, I found that subject particularly interesting because you have this period in history when the entire world, pretty much, is involved in war. And it's very much a, a dichotomy between the good and the evil. You know, there's, you can definitely see that, you know, the Allies fighting for freedom and the Axis looking for control and for, uh, to pretty much dominate the world, you know? <laughs> this was a, you know, yeah. it was a very major battle. And um, you also see the uh, the technological advancements during that war. You go from, you know, horse and buggy pretty much at the beginning to, you know, tanks and, you know, nuclear weapons and like unfathomable, unfathomable things that were made, technological advancements in that time. Yeah, that was really a time when I think you saw a lot more advanced war machines coming yeah. out, whereas previous wars, like you said, it was horse and buggy and yeah. that sort of yeah. thing. So There was more um, incentive to create better weapons and better war machines because they are actually in war before that. It wasn't too much of a big deal because there was nothing that big that had happened in a very long while. Well, yeah, I mean, you had World War One, but yeah, that was... Yeah, it, but it yeah, was, in World War One, they were using mostly horses they had a few yeah, they had a few um a few you know batteries that they would fire off you know that they, they had some military you know like like what we would think of as you know the precursor to tanks but it mm. was it was nothing on the scale of what they had in world war Two. well i think it's really i mean it's really neat how when you go through history like we have and you cover these different topics in in homeschooling and life schooling if there's something that really interests you, you can take that and run with it and really discover more about it. And I think that's where it comes into really um, embracing learning and, and as home educators, as the parents, helping our children learn to have a love for learning. Um, I think that's where the real difference comes in. And, you know, so I think that was just just a subject that you found particularly compelling yeah. and and then you've gone off to read more on your own and learn more on your own yeah. so so elena let's turn and talk to you for a moment why are you talking like that <laughs> well because last year was a really super big year for you um mm -hmm. i mean yeah. it was kind of like boom everything was happening for you with your creative pursuits and you actually landed a role in a movie, a speaking role in a movie that's um, mm -hmm. put out by Family Life. Sorry, you're distracting me. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're writing something silly. Oh, um, I was doodling. <laughs> doodling. And that's one thing. Elena doodles. She doodles, like, all the time. And that's kind of how you think. 24-7. I yeah. think that's another important point I would make is that sometimes you have... Children are all different. And you learn in different ways, and you have mm -hmm. your your unique quirks. And one yeah. thing about Elena is she has always been a doodler, always, always, always. And so we don't, you know, I think if Connor doodled in church, it would be like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that is so not me. I like everything perfect and ordered. And but you don't learn the same way. But Elena, we really kind of give her freedom to doodle a lot because she that's how she. <laughs> <laughs> that's how she listens. with doodles. <laughs> that's how she how she really learns and how she can listen better. But um, 
back to this whole acting thing. So this year you landed that movie role. Um, we did the filming. They did the filming in January. So that was a big month for you. It was a fantastic month and I loved it with all my heart. Yes. And on top of that, you had the lead role in the play that you were in, Rumpelstiltskin, with Charlotte Christian Theater, which is a great group. Um, and then you also were working on finishing up your novel. So, yeah, boom. Was, a lot rolled <laughs> up into one short one crazy time. year. Yeah, but it was great. It um, was. It was a lot of fun. So tell us with the acting thing, how did you start acting? What um, sort of led you into that? And how did you get this movie role? Um, Share with our listeners. God. <laughs> a whole lot of prayer. That just ended up in God putting the opportunity in our laps. We happened to go to church with the director of the movie I was in, and that was how we made the connection to auditioning, and I eventually ended up getting that movie role. But Well, um, this is one thing I would say, too. Originally, um, Kevin Peoples, who's the director, had asked Connor to audition, which he was excited about, but, you know, acting's not really his, his thing, so he was excited to do it. But this is really Elena's thing. I mean, ever since she's been teeny tiny, <laughs> we have pictures of her at a photo shoot where she's like posing and she's just got this spirit about her. She's just an actor. Yeah, That's yeah. Just... I have that spirit about me. <laughs> that weird, crazy actor <laughs> spirit. <laughs> but even so, I think it's important to remember that like, in my instance, the door to acting was kind of, you know, kind of shut on me. Um, and I think it's important to remember that even if, even if it, you know, it becomes pretty clear that you're not supposed to be doing something, God has shut the door. Um, he has a purpose for you, and just because he doesn't want you doing that doesn't mean that you're not meant for something else. Right, important. exactly. Well, and one of the reasons that, you know, we'll just um, mention this too, one of the reasons you didn't get the role... A big part of the reason was because they said you did great, but they needed you to fit in with the other characters for because it's it's one character that they follow. Well, it's a family that they follow through their lives. Over a period of fifty years, right? Over a period of fifty years, so they really had to not only have the the acting ability, but also fit in with the char the other ages of the character. Of the and different the family characters members too. and the family members, right? So it was a little tricky. But going back to that, so really, it was God that opened the door. Um, and I want to say this to parents too, to just encourage you: when you see gifts in your children, sometimes you have to. I I can tend to be a little bit. Well, you know, we'll just wait and see what happens, and and not really want to push too much, which I think is is good. But sometimes there are times as parents when we have to um, to just be willing to kind of step out there and, and um, say, hey, you know, <laughs> um, in this case I said, would it be okay if Elena auditioned? Because I know there's this other part, and this is really something that she has a particular interest in. And so he said that was fine, and she auditioned. They both auditioned. We drove down to Atlanta. Um, and they auditioned, and she got the role. And they were really excited about uh, having her in the movie. So, so it was a really cool thing, really exciting experience. Great for experience. It was. Um, I, I learned a lot about filmmaking and acting, and basically everything that has to do with the 
making of a movie during that time. Mm-hmm. It's a great. It was a great education for you. It was. And I think doing it at the same time as you were in a theater production was also an interesting thing to be able to yeah. compare the two types of acting. Um, yeah, because they're very, very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which do you prefer? Uh, personally, I prefer film because on stage there's no cut, reshoot. <laughs> it's just, here, get out on stage and make sure you remember all your lines. And if you don't, uh, come up with something immediately and make sure it sounds good. Is this the perfectionist in you talking? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. So absolutely. you like to have redos. Do over. Yeah, you can't stand on the stage and say, do, wait a minute, do hold over. On, hold on. <laughs> that didn't turn out right. Let me go back. Can I have a redo? Excuse me, my voice cracked. <laughs> but you did great. You did great in both roles, I thought. And um, it was really neat to see you sing, because I didn't know oh. how good of a singer you are, because you never I sang in family devotions. I yeah, I do. Well, very, not loud enough. Very, very quietly. All right. You anyway. do now. You sing now. Oh, what? Are you getting us back on track, Connor? Yes, I am. Let's keep this. <laughs> Coming back around. Keep it scheduled here. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, Connor is my scheduled one. He's my um, check checkbox, have the list kind of child. And then we have Elena, who's more yeah, like me. Um, and we're more like wing we it. Elena kind of explains it all. <laughs> Uh, and then I should mention, I do have another child, but he's locked up in his bedroom because, <laughs> because he's a little wild. And I don't like an we... evil stepmother. <laughs> <laughs> he's no, locked but... up in his bedroom. <laughs> he's not literally locked. Let me let me clarify there. No, but he's playing in his room because he, if he were here, he'd be wanting to take like center stage. I think he could. We could get him in acting yeah. too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because he likes to be, he likes to be the center of attention. We'll right, just say that. Seriously, though, let's stay on track. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. We've got time, Connor. Okay. Chill. Chill. <laughs> I'm a very scheduled person. I know, but see, I make these these um, interviews have a little flex room because I know we have to have time to talk and shoot the breeze and shoot, so. shoot the breeze. What? Don't you know that phrase? No, I'm confused. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Okay. So the. Coding, Connor. Yes. Tell us about coding. How'd you start coding? I like this story. You'll you'll find out in a minute. <laughs> tell us how you started coding, Connor. So, the funny thing about this story is, um, I actually started on uh, Khan Academy in their in their programming, which was pretty new. And at the time, I didn't want to do it. I actually didn't. Um, <laughs> and why did you do it, Connor? Well, because my evil mother. <laughs> okay, so my mom knew that I would really enjoy this, and I didn't believe her, which was a mistake. But anyway, she sure. told me that I would enjoy this, and I really didn't want to do it, and I fought her, and I, no, please, no, don't let me do this. <laughs> but she made me do it, and as I and was going through it... And you've been forever grateful. Yes, I have actually been forever grateful. But as I was going through it, I realized how interesting it was and how much I was learning and like it was like a whole new world opened up to me. I had no clue that I could do what I was able to do with computers until my mom forced me to do it. <laughs> so let that be a lesson to, you know, there are times when, you know, if you're younger and you don't know, you're not entirely sure what your interests are in, sometimes 
you know, parents have to force their children to try new <laughs> things because... Well, we see things in you, right? Yeah, and, yeah, that's very true. And I knew with your personality type and being that your father is in IT, um, I figured there had to be some of those genes there somewhere, and they weren't on this side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They weren't um, in Elena, so... Um, but, you know, well, actually, Elena, you could do coding, but that's another story. Um, but, you know, that's not really her interest. And I just knew, I saw this in you. I knew it would be something that you would enjoy doing. And so I would encourage parents, when you see something like that in your kids, there are times when you need to give them a little push and say, well, you know, I know you don't want to do this, but you're going to and you need to because, you know. Because mama knows best. Because <laughs> mama knows best. And the thing is... You know, you're not necessarily going to like everything you try. You probably won't right. like everything you try. There will probably be a lot of things that you hate and decide you're never going to do again. But sometimes you have to branch out. And yeah, if and it give hadn't it a been chance. for my mom, I wouldn't have branched out in coding. And who knows what I'd be doing right now. Well, I think it's been cool, too, because it gives you and Daddy something to, to talk about. I mean, you guys sit there and talk about stuff, and Elena and I, our eyes glaze over, like, whatever. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. But it's <laughs> neat. Care. It's good to have that bond as a father and son, and that's something that, that you can talk about now. So, Elena, coming back over to you, tell us more about the novel. Tell us about how that came about, and, um, yeah, give us some more insight into all of that. We moved. That's how it came about. Um, <laughs> moving basically sucked away every little bit of time, and so... There was no time for school, really, to be honest. Yeah, and that... so all my time went into writing, which was something I had newly discovered that I really enjoyed. When you say there was no time for school, what what you mean really is that your mother never made a schedule <laughs> and never actually, like, I, I didn't really do much with you guys that year. I kind of yeah. said, you're on your own, yep. go have fun, explore something. And I know that sounds radical, like, that sounds really radical, I understand. But I think there are times when you can do that, and you really have to trust the Lord that he's going to bring it together. It's not an excuse yeah. for laziness. We did our best. But um, it just, you know, there are times when you have to have an off year because of family circumstances. Um, yeah, and um, here I am with a novel that I'm about to get published, so it so worked. So it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much all you did. Yeah, all day, every day. That's all I did. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and it was it was great. I loved it. I don't even remember half the time because I was just sitting there writing. And I was in my own little world <laughs> all day, every day, but it was great. And, and I was yeah. I was really surprised because you had been telling me, I want to write, I want to write. And I thought, I don't think... I don't think you're ready to write. I don't well, think you can write a novel yet because I didn't think you had really read enough. I didn't do a lot of reading because I hadn't found anything I enjoyed so I actually really hated reading because your mother was giving you like Anne of Green Gables and yeah things that... and things that made me want to just hit my head against the wall for <laughs> two hours Elena is not an Anne of Green Gables or um what are some other the, <laughs> I don't even or know. little women type of <laughs> oh my goodness no I hated that yeah, so much yeah I gave her Pride little women prejudice oh <laughs> those oh, weren't her oh. thing I think that's another thing I would say to parents is Find books your children are actually interested in, even if you feel like, oh, but they have to read this because every little girl reads this, and it's so good. You know, Elena didn't want to read those books. Elena wanted things like 
The Hobbit. The Hobbit. And, and Lord of the Rings and Shakespeare Stealer was one of their favorite books. Both Connor and Elena loved that book. Awesome. Um, and that's really what inspired yeah. you in the genre that you're writing in was, was that medieval book. Medieval stuff. Yeah. So, so that's been really cool. And I think it was just a real lesson in, for me, really listening to our children. And if they have an interest, you might not see it as something that they can do but give them that opportunity and um, trust because uh, sometimes sometimes they may have a talent that, that you don't even know about that you're not aware about aware of rather so traditional subjects that have come into play I mean I can think of, of so many in the things that you guys are interested in but real quickly just share Connor, what are some of the traditional subjects that you've seen come into play as you've pursued your individual interests? Well, when I've been doing my programming, obviously there's, you know, the, the whole math behind computer science, you know, binary and, you know, how the computer reads data and all that. But as far as a traditional subject, math is so crucial in programming and I didn't even realize it when I first started I just thought ooh this is kind of cool you know I plug in numbers and stuff well but, your father was a math major in college yeah. and then got into computers and that's one of the things he says was the best thing for him was yeah. being a math major yeah and um, like uh, programming 3D graphics from scratch you need trigonometry for that you can't do it without trigonometry um, to do um like you have lots of different variables that will store uh, numbers and things, and you know if you've done algebra, you know algebra is filled with variables. So when I got into algebra, it was just kind of like instantly I was like, oh, wait a sec, I do this all the time in <laughs> <I'm> programming. <cutting. laughs> no, no problem. You know, I do this all the time. Well, and I think it makes it so much more real. Again, it comes back to that whole definition of life schooling. Um, it, it makes it more real when you're doing real life things, then the math makes sense. It's like, oh, yeah. that's how it's used. That's why I need to learn this. Yeah. It's actually useful. The algebra, the algebra made sense because I had done programming and I understood, mm -hmm. oh, I get it. I know how this is practical. I know mm -hmm. how this is applicable in everyday yeah. life. I think too often in, in um, schooling, especially in the traditional school approach, the education is so theory. It's theory. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not of, practical. Yeah. And so it's really interesting when you can start, when you can do these practical things and then watch as the education comes into that in a very organic, natural type of way. Um, and what about you, Elena? Share with us a little bit about subjects that have come into play with what you do. Well, for one thing, grammar. I mean, obviously, obviously. writing an entire <laughs> novel, you kind of got to know grammar. Um, yeah. Definitely built my vocabulary a lot, and history, that really, I learned so much about history uh -huh. over that time. And geography, because yeah. you're in a different part of the world with your novel. Exactly. Um, and um, that actually also spurred me on to languages, too. I'm learning Welsh at the moment, and Danish. So it just all built off of each other, and also, it's not like that's all I do. I mean, I don't just sit down and, oh, I'm going to go do history like I have for the past, you know three years. I also, you know, I take time for math as well and other academic areas. Like, I sat down and just watched round 
two and a half hours of math videos the other day, so it's not like I'm missing out on that either. But I will say, it wasn't of your uh, it of wasn't your of my own free will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did that, not enjoy it, but it's necessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are times when we kind of have to tackle some of those subjects. Yep. Just because. Just because. But I'm going to add this, too. You really have not done much math over the past several years. And the thing that's neat about that is that (laughs) we just did testing. And despite your panic attacks and saying, I don't know what math, I can't do it, you still scored really well. And like, yeah, last year too. Really well in all categories, but even in math, which is something that you do not like and feel like you cannot do, but really you're actually really good at it. Um, So I think that's, it's a really neat thing to see that you can catch up really quickly because you did spend some time with it before we did our testing. Yeah, it doesn't take long to catch up, really. Yeah. I did a lot of math in the last few weeks leading up to it that should have taken me months and months, but just buckling down. Well, not necessarily should have taken you, but a lot of people would stretch it out that long. Yeah. You know, and I think too, it clicks then. You get to a point where things click because you're, you're older and you've experienced more of life and you've used the math in everyday life. Um, That's where it also comes down to the person too, like... I do have a harder time with some math concepts, so it takes me longer than Connor to learn certain things, and that's just how it is. I mean, not everyone learns at the same pace, and that's okay. Exactly. Exactly. Let's talk about goals. What are some things specifically that you guys are thinking you really want to accomplish this year? Specific goals for your writing or your acting or your computer work, Connor? Um, what does that look like for you this year, and what are you thinking? Well, um, I've been doing a lot of programming with apps lately. I'm trying to uh, get some apps published, so I'm working on uh, learning exactly what goes into that, and um, I know the programming behind it, so um, it's just getting the app published. So. Mm-hmm. And then I think you'll need to learn some marketing, too. You'll yeah. get a little psychology training in there, too. <laughs> And Elena, what about you? Um, well, at the moment, I'm a matter of days or maybe a little over a week away from getting my first novel published. Yay! So I think once that's done, I'll definitely be focusing on marketing. Which has been a huge process, we should yes. mention, the novel thing. I mean, this didn't happen like in a year or even two. She started this novel when you were, what, eight? Eight? Yeah. I always thought it was nine, but was it was somewhere in there. So this small. has been a long process, and part of the reason for that is just because your editor is such a loser. <laughs> did you just slam yourself? I did slam myself. No, but it's been hard because I've been editing for you, and I really can only focus on that when I get away out of this house on my own. Um, and those trips only come about twice a year. So so that has extended the process a bit. And maybe sometime we could actually talk a little bit more, do another... Um, podcast about that whole process and what that looks like because it's very involved and every time you think you're almost done you're not you're You're not not. you're not so and that's okay I think that's been a really good thing too and we could talk about the character that a lot of uh, perseverance exactly perseverance I mean the character training in in 
writing a novel, that's been yeah. huge. Um, Starting yeah, it perseverance is, is a huge thing. Start a million novels, but finishing it is the real difficulty. Yes, it really, really is. Um, and I think Connor talking about character um, training and and things that have built your character in this whole life schooling thing. You want to add? You want to chime in on that? <laughs> yeah. So I'm a very I can be very impatient. I don't like to, you know, if a problem comes up, um, it's very easy for me to just quit and give up and move on. And with programming, I learned that a lot of times problems come up in the, with the computer and the, the code that you've written, and you don't know why it happened or how to fix it, and you can't just give up because I found that when I gave up, my mom made me come back the next day and keep working at it because <laughs> I was forced to do programming. And it actually helped me um, it actually helped me learn to uh, to build that perseverance because I couldn't just give up. I had to come back to it the next day and mm -hmm. I had to figure out the problem. Well, and I think there was more motivation too at that point, more than just your mother telling you you have to go do it. Oh yeah, definitely. A lot of it was internal at that point because you wanted to learn. That. I mean, you got to the point yeah. where oh, this is interesting, and you wanted to learn it. You wanted to accomplish things and and complete yeah. projects, and so yeah, I and think. And especially as I, as I kept going, I got to the point where I would run into a problem and then I would just sit there for like two hours until I solved it. And I was like, <laughs> I never would have done this before. What is, I'm, you know, well, I learned so much from this. Yeah. And we were just talking about that today because um, this was something I hadn't even noticed. The fact that he's learned to be, to persevere because when, when he started talking about it, I'm like, you're right. He used to always give up. I would get so frustrated because I would ask him to do something. He'd try one time, and then he'd throw his hands up in there. I can't do it. And I'd be like, Connor, go try again. And it's a lot of it, I think, is the perfectionistic tendency Definitely. that you have. We're yeah. kind of a family of perfectionists. Um, yeah. And so, you know, he would give up so easily. And I hadn't even realized that this that the coding was building that perseverance in him until he mentioned it today and I'm like wow yeah that old Connor has kind of disappeared you really do persevere now and that's something I'm really excited to see in you a character quality that I'm really happy um, that has been developed in yeah you. yeah oh yeah definitely so tell us really quickly because we're Kind of going over time. We can go a little bit longer, but tell us your favorite part of life schooling. Getting to pursue what I'm interested in and talented at. Because if I was doing conventional schooling, I wouldn't have the opportunities that I do. I wouldn't have been able to write a whole novel. I wouldn't have been able to be in a movie or probably in a play either. You wouldn't have had the time. Yeah, there would have been especially not no all of those, not all of those things at once, no, especially, and that is pretty much what you did last year. It's a, a busy year. And what about you, Connor? Well, I think something that is really nice and that my mom talks about all the time is the freedom. <laughs> Life schooling is about freedom, um, but it really is because I have freedom to I can work on my programming and then in the middle of school, quote-unquote, I can just go out and take care of my animals. And, you know, if the if the dog gets loose and starts running around and I need to do some correctional uh, treatment with the dog, <laughs> I can go out there and I don't have to worry about, oh, wait, I'm in the middle of math. Pause. Sorry, dog. 
you know, I have freedom to mm -hmm. do what I need to do when I need to do it. If something comes up, I'm I'm willing. I can I can go and do things, and I don't need to worry about being stuck with school. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it kind of it, it um it's definitely about freedom. It also makes school more enjoyable because you don't feel like you're tied down to this rigid do this at this time, do this at this time. Right. We sort of, we have um, a loose schedule. We'll call it that. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have scheduled of when you need to do certain things, but every day is different. And I think that's the important thing to recognize is that God mm -hmm. brings different things into each day. And you have to have the flexibility to reorder your day and to kind of um, go with what he brings and to be open to maybe shifting and doing something a little different. And I'm a more scheduled person, so for me, I kind of, I run on my own thing. I kind of, I like to be a little more scheduled than my creative doodling sister. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, we still have freedom to do things when we need to do them mm -hmm. and if I need to take a break I'm perfectly I'm perfectly I have perfect freedom to do that mm -hmm. so let's talk to then really quickly about you mentioned about life schooling being about freedom and that is so true and you can have this life schooling mindset with just about every approach you take with homeschooling maybe not that it's really not going to work probably with a traditional approach. But in our family, our particular philosophy probably would match up more closely with unschooling, which I, I don't like that term. I never have liked that term. Um, but in all reality, if you look at what it is, it's probably closer to what we do. So what do you see as the biggest challenge with taking this more relaxed pro approach that we have? Um. Well, like I said, I like to be more scheduled, so sometimes it frustrates me when I have to be the one who's uh, setting a schedule for myself. But um, I guess that's another character thing that I've learned, too, is that um, I need to start taking responsibility for my own things, and I can't, you know, it's, it's part of growing up. I can't just expect, right. you know, mother, give me, tell me what to do. You know, I need to start, I need to start giving myself a schedule and making sure that I'm on top of things mm -hmm. and getting things done, you know, so. Yep. And I could probably be better about kind of helping to direct you with that. But I do think it, it does make you rise up to the challenge and, and yeah, sort and of it, take that on. Yeah, and it has it has definitely helped me learn to, to be a man and to step up and take responsibility for my own things. So, What about you, Elena? What do you see as um, one of the biggest challenges with a relaxed approach? Um... Probably going through my day and then thinking, what next? <laughs> because, I mean, while I do love the looseness, sometimes it's a little too loose for my taste. And yeah. I end up not knowing what to do with myself. That's my biggest but. struggle is, and again, like you know, we haven't really made this year's official schedule yet. So you're kind of going off of what we've done in the past. Yeah. And that does get hard because things change. This year is not the same as last year. Um, so definitely that would be my biggest challenge as the parent is, is being, um, getting my act together and getting a schedule down. And I think I get kind of overwhelmed with all the possibilities sometimes. 
Um, there's just so many things that we could do and that are important to do. And that's where you really have to pray through every year as parents. Pray through the schedule. Pray through the things that you see in your children that you need to work on, and, and um, both character-wise and academic-wise. And really let the Lord lead you, but make sure that you do get some kind of schedule down and some kind of structure going, because I do think it's important for everybody. It's important for me, as hard of a time as I have doing it and actually creating that schedule, it's, it's very important for me as well. So tell us, as we wrap up, one thing, give us like a sentence or two, one thing that you still want to learn before your education is quote unquote done, which we all know it's never done, but before you officially graduate, for some of us it's sooner than others, what's one thing? Um, probably more music and artistic -y things. I feel like sometimes <laughs> I don't, um, I do too much, almost too much logical stuff sometimes, and then I end too up... Too much sitting, left brain. Yeah, and then sometimes I end up, yeah, I, I kind of feel sometimes like, you know what, I'm not really enjoying life, all I'm doing is analyzing everything, so... <laughs> um, yeah, I think I would definitely like to get back into music. some art and music in your life. Yeah. <laughs> So I would definitely Creative like to uh, to get back into music at some point. Mm -hmm. I uh, played the piano when I was younger, but I kind of fell out of it. Yeah, and you so. had a musical talent. I mean, you have a musical talent. When you were very young, you could mimic parts of music accurately. I mean, I'm talking like you were really little. And um, that was one of the first things I saw in you was your music ability. So I would love for you to get on that piano and do some more music, too. Yeah, I think it would definitely be a good creative outlet for me. Mm -hmm, definitely. Take a break from the computer and yeah. start playing the piano a little. <laughs> and I have to go along with what he said. It's um, music I would definitely love to get into more. And I, I think I'm, I'm about to actually start that up, piano and ukulele, just because those are two instruments that I do have, but secretly I want to play drums. <laughs> <laughs> She's been begging for drums. <laughs> yes, but um, my father, who works from home, does not approve. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, he works from home, he needs a quiet house, and he also kind of has some physical issues that make listening to drums a little bit um, <laughs> stressful. Yeah, that wouldn't go well. Yeah. But um, also going along with what Connor said, just doing more things not on the creative side of my brain. Yeah, doing, switching. Yeah, switching over. Side. So it more... Swi switch your brain sides, guys. Yeah. More logical computer programming, more complicated math, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I would love to do more of that. And you, when you were really young, that was one thing I noticed with you, was the ability to add very quickly in your head and do math in your head. Things that I would even have a hard time doing in my head. I love doing math in my head. I don't like doing it on paper. Yeah, but you need to. So. I know. I know I do. <laughs> but yeah, that would be good. Well, guys, this has been one of the most enjoyable podcasts that I have done so far. We're I think just it's that probably, awesome. You're just that awesome. <laughs> yeah, of course it was a good one. You had us. I know. No, this was fun. It was really a lot of fun. Okay. Shooting the breeze with you guys and just talking about Still life schooling. <laughs> so, I'm going to wrap it up for the day. That is Life as a Life Schooler. I hope you guys will join us next time. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being on. Thank you. <laughs>